Good afternoon and welcome to the fourth edition of the Nick Reed Podcast. Today's guest is Adam Tingay. He's sponsored by Sinorama Mount Waverley. Welcome to Sinorama Mount Waverley. Mount Waverley is your local full-service sign centre. We can design, produce and install all different types of signage to help promote your products and services to bring your customer's order to your door. Using the latest eco-printing technology, we provide fast turnaround times with high-quality products, including banners, A-frames, vehicle graphics, wraps, wall and window graphics, one-way vision stickers and decals, shop signage, business signs, and so much more. Welcome, Adam Tingo. Welcome to the Adam Tinkay podcast for the sports fans at home. Singing out to Joseph Sony. Just checking the audio quality. We're doing this in the car with the door slightly ajar because we're sitting at the front of the um, men's toilets at Gels Park as per the photo. And the uh, the doors are always slightly ajar there, uh, just for uh, for those folks at home that are uh, may possibly a little bit a little bit lonely or possibly uh, just in need to wee. It was slightly disappointing that there was no um, glory holes at all. Like that's that's I thought it was a given at the shiftiest um, southeastern public toilet going around. But anyway, we we, we move on. Actually, less graffiti. <laughs> Although they did have a sign, need dick, and they gave specific hours but no phone number, which is disappointing. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, Richard Richard will see that later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He'll clear things up for us. All right, so we'll start the um, the first interview. Um, as I said, we've got a very special guest here. We've met up at Gels Park at uh, approximately 5 o'clock. Actually, I'll read my phone and look at it. It's 5.15 on a Tuesday afternoon. We've just been blessed with the news that, Joe, you're back at home um, in Brunswick Town which is beautiful to hear and we yeah we're obviously very stoked for you but we thought we'd still kick on with the um with the podcast with a guest um and the first hard-hitting question is to mr tingay yes that's me mm. so what are you listening to right now or watching right now oh okay well uh today i already did a bunch of driving across town to do a signage in sunny Craggyburn so uh, there was definitely some listening there Um, I'm not a morning person so my brain is to slowly wake up and I usually do that with ABC Classic FM uh, get some nice classic tunes in the morning Uh, maybe some piano not sure I don't like the opera um, but I do I generally do that uh, most mornings just to sort of wake my brain up as I'm autopiloting to work. With coffee or...? Oh, coffee, of course. Yeah, yeah. coffee's a given. Um, but uh, given it was a longer drive this morning, uh, my brain woke up halfway and then I decided on some tunes. So I did some uh, Monster Magnet. Um, so, yeah, good old uh, stoner rock, sort of psychedelic rock. Um, big sound, big production fun and one of those bands that uh didn't quite overdose on but you know have done a bit of but i've given it a rest so it was good to revisit after a while so if you go from like a zombie when you get in the car to like a head banging no whacking, whacking the fuck out of the steering wheel <laughs> generally in the morning no if, if uh, like it's pretty subdued music in the morning and even this stuff it, it was just sort of medium paced sort of rock more with sort of uh, yeah, psychedelic sort of flourishes. It's your, it's your Peter Siddle of rock. <laughs> that's, a, that's a medium pace bowler for Australia, Joe. If you, you probably didn't know that. Neither did I. <laughs> that was that's a nice right. awkward laugh. So, uh, and what are you watching? Uh, sorry, what are you watching? Meow. 
Uh, what am I watching now? I don't know. I've, I haven't actually seen um, the second uh, film of Meow that they crowdfunded of that uh, either. We never know. Did you hear any, any good things about it, Meow? No. Oh, um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Thanks, Peter. Uh, watching at the moment, uh, uh, I I don't actually know. I mean, I've I've been to the cinema, uh, but as far as actual on the on the telly, be it uh, you know, oh streamed or not. Sorry, there mm-hmm. was something. Um, if you say ABC News, you <laughs> no no. no. Uh, Black Mirror. Uh, even though I know I'm I'm. So I'm, I'm often slow to series and TV shows, and that's fine. Um, and so this one, my sister gave me a while ago, but it's uh, it was one of those where I needed, uh, you know, need, you need to be the right, the right headspace to, you know, have watch certain shows and also time. And because Karen wasn't really into it, so I, I had to be uh, had the place to myself, which doesn't happen that much. So yeah, so I did. I actually started watching that, and it was a cracker. Really good. Do you know? Of, of I've seen it on Netflix, but I haven't watched it yet. So uh, it's about technology and media, um, basically, and and it's really well written and really sort of biting about the the age we live in and the possibilities of technology and social, basically, uh, social uh, change and how people conduct themselves and with technology. And uh, it's British and it's done really well. Okay. So as far as far as the star rating, what rating system would you use if you had to change your rating systems? Uh, you like you say, yeah, give it five stars. What what metric would you use? Oh, for for this one, um, five shards of mirrors. No, I'd give it uh, um, five. Um, come on, time's ticking. What are they called? Five fiber optics. <laughs> Just got in there, folks. <laughs> like Jeez. it. No, it's really good. All so right. yeah. We'll move on to the next hard-hitting question. So just going with the soft round to start. So the most memorable memorable gig or festival, for whatever reason, whether it was the actual act or you, <laughs> like, you, you like to dress up. So I don't, I'm a fan of the actual act. Um, geez. Uh, oh, uh, I, one of the ones that is absolutely in the top three, I would say, as far as gigs go, would be... Frank Turner at the Art House uh, years ago with with uh, Mr. One Mr. Joseph Tony mm. and um, did you stand in the east? Uh, yes, yeah. yes indeed. <laughs> um, because that was uh, near when sort of discovered him, and uh, it was small and intimate gig, and but packed the room probably illegally packed with too many people. And everyone knew all the words, uh, or most of the words, and it was, yeah, just an amazing intimate gig with a, with a huge atmosphere. And, yeah, just, just um, you know, thoroughly amazing. So much so that I have neglected to not see him in venues that were too big. Like, he was playing the Forum um, last year, I think, and I was like, now nah, I'd rather see him in a smaller venue because mm. it's a different feeling. So you're waiting for him to just... Taper down. Oh yeah, actually, to, and, to yeah. yeah for the hairline to recede and, and the sort of popularity to taper. Nice <laughs> for um for yeah because often he, he's a productive, productive man. So often if he's playing shows with his band, he might do little offshoot shows by himself because mm. he's a workaholic. So there might be one of those that you'll catch even if you have to drive to Geelong or um uh to you know Country Vic or something like that. But um, cool. yeah. Right, the last the last little question for this uh this speed round. 
What's something you've been late to the party to? Oh. <laughs> uh, maturity? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's 37 too late. Uh, late to the party to? Oh, dear me. Uh, some would say technology. Um, but I'm okay with that. <laughs> I do I do love my, uh, my, my laptop, but by the same token, I don't have social media or, or a uh, and I have a dumb phone so technically yeah I suppose I'm late to the party with all that jazz but if you know it works for some people doesn't work for other people I'm in the minority when I'm not on you know those mm. those platforms and things but I can see how it definitely works for people and and the pros and cons um so yeah um that's probably one thing. Technology in general. Right. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Right, I, right. I think that's because I'm, I, I uh, the, um, what do you call it? The current vessel that I'm in is might be uh, 37 years young, but the, uh, the uh, you're an old soul. The old soul that inhabits it uh, <laughs> is is going. Oh, what's what's this? Uh, what's this new fandangled thing? I prefer the uh, the parchment. Yes. I don't know what that is. It's you know it's a, it's a quill for writing on the paper. Jesus, you know, it's like the dinosaur blog. You know the, the newspaper. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, yeah. uh, hopefully the audio quality was of a decent level for our first segment. Um, we'll see you shortly. Back to the third segment and potentially final segment of the interview with TV's own Adam Tingay. TV's own? Oh, must, so, be, must be that show on Channel 31 that uh, I haven't seen. Uh, although I did, that I did when I was clean shaven, which was a while ago, folks. Jesus. 12? 11? <laughs> <laughs> so I was thinking of doing a segment. One of the podcasts I listened to, which is probably not up either of your alleys, was a um, podcast called Swanee and Scotty or Swanee and Friends as it's called now, because they got in a bit of trouble where they were reading out Urban Dictionary um, takes on potential names. And um, I think I described to you, Joe, a couple of weeks ago, The Angry Raccoon, which is an absolute <laughs> fucking ripper. Joe, Joe told me <laughs> in turn about that. <laughs> that. And also that it came from you, you dirty bastard. Yeah. Uh, nice. So, so the boys got in a bit of strife for reading those such, um, you know, like Cleveland Pancake or something out on, on their podcast and... One of the guys had to step down because he had other jobs that weren't as um, open-minded um, to that. So I did some um, searching in the Urban Dictionary then for Tingay's first street, um, just off um, Warrigal Road, which is Dallas, um, and then his first cat, which was Itzy. And unfortunately, um, nothing really came up, apart from as I did some other scrolling down, I stumbled across a scrotal do-rag. <laughs> Similar to the do-rag, except worn around one scrotum. He wore a nitsy-bitsy, teeny-weeny, <laughs> yellow polka dot do-rag that he wore for the first time today. <laughs> and just a one testicle. Yeah. That would work very well for Hitler. Uh, <laughs> I actually watched the um, um, Hitler simplified, oversimplified thing last night. They've got like a... Because I don't know much about World War, World War One, Two, mm. and the actual thing you know Hitler was most known for. I'd kind of stay away from that type of... Of news, so I'm the opposite to you. You're probably you know. well. I did watch a shitload of SBS when uh, in my in my twenties. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, 
uh, and as well as some more doctors. Yes. Uh, not just the um, the foreign movie. Uh. <laughs> SBS at nine thirty <laughs> with a hint of tit. This is the, the potential hint of boob. Oh no! The, the best one was the um, the Spanish uh, or Italian comedies because there'd be there'd be flesh galore in those. I didn't know mm. what was going on, and it was all very silly. It was Ariola and Princess <laughs> <laughs> Ariola. <laughs> So yeah, so I watched that last night. So there was the um, yeah, World War One oversimplified, and it was it's really good. I think yeah, Joe, Joe, you recommended me that, and I've taken upon that recommendation, and yeah, really enjoyed it. So the the next question after our our probably <laughs> interesting do rag segment segment was um, so what quality? Um, back to the questioning. Sorry, what's the most surprising quality that you've discovered about Joe over the last two years? Surprising, okay, because that's interesting. Because mm. yeah, what uh, having both known him for uh, uh, many a many a time, uh, what surprises us? Uh, oh, good question. Or the most endearing quality that you potentially may have overlooked? Oh, uh, just to give you more of a broader scope. What don't you like about him? That's probably, that's probably <laughs> it. <laughs> the scrolls come out. It's just the scroll out of the men's dunnies have just come out. Uh, gee, I'm, I'm trying to think, actually. Um, See, while you're stalling, yeah. I'm thinking that I should probably should have given you the heads up about this type of questioning. Oh, yes and no, because it can work, it can work well off the cuff. But I'm, I'm sort of, I'm think I'm focusing on the surprising one, which, uh, in theory, there wasn't, there isn't too much that is surprising, uh, given uh, at this juncture, given we've uh, we've known each other for a while. Uh, so when did you, I'll elaborate on that then? Yeah. When did you guys first become mates? Because obviously we all went to school together, so yeah. from year seven, so we're twelve or thirteen. But when did you guys first cross paths? Was it more of that creative age of year nine and ten? Or? Yeah, it was in, in uh, graphic arts, yep. I believe, and then studio arts. Um, yeah. So who was the teacher? Mackenzie was it? Well, Mackenzie was the main one for mm. for studio arts, but there, I think before that, technically, when we met, it was it could have been visual communication and design, mm. uh, which was graphics um who's the teacher for that i can't remember his name but he was in he was into tool it wasn't fanny Sones, was it it was not fanny no. Sones. uh <laughs> i did have her for uh for so geez she copped a lot geez teachers teachers uh they probably still do actually but in any different way but uh, mm. you just you just probably couldn't get away with mimicking um uh, accents now could you yeah i don't know but um Right, so I've stalled for you. Yes. Yes. Surprising yes, characteristics. Yes. Surprising. Uh, da, da, da. Uh, I, <laughs> surprising, I'm, that, I, I don't know. Uh, this isn't... Uh, it's not... It's not uh, it's not, it's not the best content, this one. <laughs> we can edit this once I learn how to edit we, on this we, podcast platform. We, we yeah. can, yes. I start speaking in Russian. Uh, we'll we'll like loop that. back. I'll give you another question then. So what's your favourite, because obviously my group of mates in school called you Stinger because of yeah. Stephen Tingo. So when you yeah. Google the great man Adam Tingo um, and you don't get much love unless you, you use the uh, talking exclamation points, um, Stephen Tingo comes up. But how old do you reckon Stephen Tingo is out of interest? Now, yeah, uh, he would be uh, late forties. How late? Uh, let's say forty-nine. 
you're fucking spot on. Oh, he's 49, according so to Google yesterday. I was projecting that from how he must have been at least 10 years older, but give or take a little bit. Mm, to add a GST. Uh, add a GST yeah. and inflation. And uh, get for we will have to tell uh, the good twin Amy Tinker that because uh, not being a football person at all... She'd be impressed. Uh, she would be impressed. But he didn't play. Did he ever play for Hawthorne? No, no, no. Oh, he's Melbourne. So he's from Adelaide, and he yeah, played tennis. Yeah. You know, I still occasionally get, uh, mainly from a, a, an older, an older person, uh, any relation to Stephen Tinker. Mm. Uh, maybe a, a, once it's every probably uh, just more the physique than the last time they probably. Yeah, right. Mm. <laughs> About every three years now, I think. I, Those I'll, glutes I'll look so much like Adam Tinker in the eighties in the <laughs> the tight shorts. Tight. Um. All right, so yeah, favorite your favorite nickname that you've had for yourself, or one that you've heard? Uh, well, Spotty was always a good one, you know, given the skin. Um, it's kind of hurtful, but oh, you know, I, I, uh, I think you once, embraced it. Once I embraced the, the the weirdness and the differentness, which was quite early on, I I, uh, I didn't mind, uh, you know, anything to do with that. So, uh, so at what age did you become comfortable with, with people? Yeah, you know, having hanging shit on you a little bit uh, for well, something I, that I suppose it did depend on how it was done too, because there was, you know, for, I, I suppose I became comfortable with uh, being different and, and having the uh, the skin. Oh, fuck, it would have been uh, I don't know, thirteen or something like that. It was pretty, okay. it was pretty early. Um, but then, for instance, there was two girls I can't even remember their names uh, at at high school who used to call me Mount Fuji because I had the. Uh, the dandruff on my shoulders from the uh, the scaling of my skin and forehead, and that irked me because they were bitches, basically. Angela Sassoni or mm, no. it's uh, th- Fanny Sones that- and Angela Sassoni, <laughs> <laughs> the Rat Pack from Brentwood. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so so um, yeah, Spotty was was one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the Tingulator. Uh, well, the Tingulator Twins was actually for uh, for Amy and I from Crystal Ludoff. Crystal Ludoff. It sounded like a sex toy, and then it got weird does. when you bring your twin sister in there. Don't Google image uh, Tingulator uh, Five Thousand. Oh, uh, Crystal Ludoff. That's a name I haven't heard for a while. It's now Crystal Humphreys. Well, yes, yes. And her, if you had Facebook, you'd know that she's got two girls. They're her both in high school. Girls would be older because she had early, she had kids earlier than everyone else. Yeah, she sure did. She had kids pre. No, no, not graduating. I think it was early twenties, or even yeah, pretty, pretty early. Yeah. She was a trendsetter. A lot of people followed her in that. In that, including... I, I, it caught on, I believe. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. All right. So well, let's loop back to the characteristic, or something that's surprised you, or something that you admired of Joe. Then, well, I admired of Joe the, um, I suppose the uh, endless uh, kindness of both. Uh, nature and uh, and spirit, I suppose. Like uh, you know, always uh, literally being the nicest person that I know. Um, you know, both in how he sort of conducts himself, but also in you know being thoughtful. You know, um, I I think a while ago, maybe the start of this year, he and I were we caught a film in Ligon Street and. We're talking about you know how everyone judges people in their heads, which everyone does. You know, you you it's human nature. You jump to it. And Joe was saying something about him judging someone else uh, briefly, and I said, "Hey, that's that's you know everybody does that. It just depends on how far you go and what you do with it." You know. Mm. So, um, but from from an outsider perspective, not in in Joe's head, and 
but from someone who is who you know is has been in clo- in the close sort of sphere. Um, yeah, like as far as uh, yeah, being being a, a generous person with with his time and what he gives and and gets back uh, from you know friends and family and people he doesn't know too. Like you know, the, I suppose it's it's why uh, the teaching works so well. Being able to uh, attune conversation to to anyone and to be genuinely interested in the world and interested in uh, how someone's you know, day is going, be a, a person at a shop mm. or, uh, you know, a student or, or um, you know, or a nurse. Like, he, he that's also uh, ties back to the teaching thing. He always, when we're, you know, around um, the hospital or whatever, he knows everyone's name, um, you know. And I, I am shit with names, so it, it's a struggle for me. You to, throw out a lot of mates that. or champs or toots or... <laughs> Hey. What do you call a chick you don't know her name? <laughs> uh, you? Yeah. Hey, you. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, he, he, he's very good with that, but also, uh, you know, that's that also comes with the, with the job. But even probably before that, you know, like, you know, either consciously makes a point of remembering people's names or uh, is, um, is has an act for it. Mm. So, but, um, yeah, no, so the, um, yeah, just the... the the nature, the, the the fact that you haven't turned into a cunt is um, yeah, and remarkable, and yeah, you know, like I, I there, there was a, a joke in in our twenties or yeah, early twenties and sort of late teens where in my group of mates that I did uh, um, scouts and that with, and um, how we used to um, play the cars and do all sorts of stuff. Uh, a lot of them, you know, they they some of them would be a little bit hot headed. I'm I'm talking about you, Charlie Burnett. Um, uh, and you know there'd be a little bit of conflict sometimes, as as you know some some friends can. But I was, uh, it it always took me so long to uh, get angry, and you really you might see me angry once a year. I've noticed that as the years go on and you get beaten down by life <laughs> and work, that I've got less. He's waving the imaginary stick <laughs> of life. Yeah. I've got I've, I I do get angrier. Uh, Quicker, not to say it's it's quick by any stretch, but compared to what it used to be, over less sub- substantial things, or oh uh, no, just just like at all. Like, I yeah. I used to be so sort of calm and and you know literally nothing sort of phased me. I've still got that sort of quite chilled out and and not much phases me thing. But I do I do have little things that like for instance the guys who I work with currently at at the current sign shop. Thanks w- again for sponsoring too. Um, so I don't know whether. Would have seen me uh, talk like a pirate um, more than the guys in the previous sign shop uh, in Footscray or in, in Scotland because. So is that a sign of a good mood? Uh, no, it's, I think it's just <laughs> I think it's just getting older and getting a little bit, uh, yeah, a, li- a little bit sort of shorter with things. But even then, like you know, that's nothing. Com- and so they're, therefore, oh, sorry, the pirate is the shit mood, not the. No, the pirate, yeah, as in swearing like a pirate. Ah, pirate. sorry, I thought you like. You bring an accent to work day type thing. Oh no, 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 no. Or, or or a flamboyant hat. Yes. No. Uh, no sorry. Isn't there like an international talk like pirate day? There is. There is. Um, so, so in, tying that back in. Um, so I I haven't seen Joe's kindness and generosity get worn down by the years like some people have. You know, say if you did 
your entire working life in, in customer service, for instance. <laughs> um, that said, I think a lot of us who have done retail or front of house or things would often prefer to be behind the scenes these days. Uh, mm. um, but yeah, so that, you know, like how the years haven't haven't um, really sort of they've only a little bit affected my sort of tolerance for for uh, for people and and you know getting worked up, they haven't sort of dented Joe's good nature either, which is really uh, really good and really encouraging. But I think I think that's because that's such a fundamental part of his uh, DNA of who he is. Mm. So yeah. All right, and the last question is: What's the best question to ask Adam Tingo after a long walk around Jails Park where we swung hands? The best Paul Manly stories. Uh, best question to ask me. Yeah. Uh, I've run out of questions. And oh, you run out of questions. So the flow's going nicely, so you can ask yourself the. You know, what would you like? To, what would Adam Tingo like to know about Adam Tingo? <laughs> um, What's something Joe might not know about you that Joe might be shocked about? Shocked about. Oh. And keep it clean, even though I did say cunt before. <laughs> Uh, can't before mm. or can't after. That is that is the. I believe that's what that Shakespeare? was. Shakespeare yeah. was um, <laughs> misquoted. I believe mm. he was. It can't be true. <laughs> what is it, Maria? You, you can't fix. <laughs> yes. Uh, question. Um, um, doing, doing some arms here. That's what good podcasters do, apparently. Yes. yes. And to go back and as we do more and more of these podcasts, I reckon you'll hear like 15 ums in the first like 10 podcasts and then they'll just gradually, you know, per, per 30 seconds. You could always cut some po- some ums from earlier podcasts and re-edit yeah. <laughs> them back in. Just sprinkle them back in. Uh, yeah. um, um, um. Yes. Uh... <laughs> I'm not sure. Because I've given him the um, the railroads to to go down, the train tracks to go down. He can't he can't go off the um, PG tangent. So we might wrap it up there. If he, and we, if, if if we might phone the segment in later on as he wakes up at midnight tonight. Oh fuck, Nick! Uh, Mash into this. Um, I'm going to keep it clean as well. Tentacles. Yeah. What was the um? That would have been that would have been a great little link. If what was the thing called before the um. Urban Dictionary Scrotal Do-Rag I'm actually a, an avid member and have personalised customised Scrotal Do-Rags I'm actually the president of the South yeah. Eastern chapter of Scrotal Do-Rag Society Oh S-D-R-S S-D-R-S Oh good Alright mate well that's uh, we're going to wrap it up thank you so much for your time Mr Tingo that was a um, pleasure catching up with you this afternoon And good to do a leg stretch and, and local because uh, it's surprising that uh, this light bulb hasn't come on before although that said it was Joe who suggested it because uh, of where I work and where you live and mm. where the way that I often go home uh, which is by car um, no uh, not French together road not horseback like <laughs> Um, that and and obviously we're both fans of a, of a walk, mm. uh, so no, nah, it makes sense. Both fans of a walk and both fans of Joseph's own. So we will wrap it up there. Hopefully, your first night in your own bed is as magical as your first night. Actually, you're not even married, so I can't even pull that one, pull that one back. So as magical as your um, your first wank when you were probably nine and a half. And uh, and we all know how that goes. Something about chooks, Joe. Something about chooks. All right, love you, mate. Be good. All right.